a listener says it's Amadon, another uh, Irish word that has gone out of fashion. Yeah, Amadon and Owen Shuck and all of that. All right, we're beginning to collect them. 083 311 It's time to talk farming now. Glad to be joined by Katrina Morrissey, news editor with the Farmers Journal. Good morning to you, uh, Katrina. Good morning, Fran. Good to talk to you today. Can we talk, first of all, about the targeted agricultural modernisation scheme? That's TAMS 3. And what's the story there, Katrina? Uh, the story there is some good news for anybody, I suppose, who's investing on their farms. Um, TAMS is a well-known scheme for farmers. Um, it has had a number of iterations. Um, but basically, Frank, they are grant aid that's available from the Department of Agriculture for farmers who are doing things to improve their farm mm. and often related to environmental improvements. So things like being able to have bigger slurry tanks, um, more, I suppose, environmentally efficient slurry spreading equipment and farm safety. So there's a big focus on farm safety in this round of TAMS 3. Um, there are higher grant rates to the, some of the farm safety items. So, yeah, it's, it's an investment scheme, if I could describe that, for farmers where they're able to get uh, grant aid from the Department of Agriculture to improve their farm, be it from an environmental point of view, a farm safety point of view, or a general efficiency point of view. Very good. I know dairy farmers, are, what what are they waiting for? They, they're waiting for further news on this, aren't they? They are, yes. Yeah. So we know that dairy farmers have got a list of items now that they can apply for, and that's everything from farm roadways to calving cameras. Underpasses is a, a very welcome one for yes. some dairy farmers in the country um, who, you know yourself now, road safety these days, yeah. it's a very, very difficult thing to put cows across the road twice a day. It's a dangerous thing. Um, it's an expensive investment, an underpass, but uh, the Department of Agriculture has, um, I suppose, reacted positively to requests for a number of years now that uh, underpasses would be eligible for TAMS. Going back to your question, Fran, farmers are waiting to hear that on the milking equipment items on the TANS list, they're waiting to hear if there's a cow limit to be imposed. Uh We understand that there's going to be a 120 cow limit imposed in general, a slightly higher 160 cow limit for partnerships and young farmers, but that farmers would be limited uh, to 120 cows to apply for specifically milking equipment. That's very interesting. And uh, therefore, and again, you know, forgive me because obviously a non-farmer here, but would that entice p- uh, farmers to cut down on their herd then? And not necessarily, I don't right. think, um, because I suppose dairying is still the most profitable yes. um, sector of farming. Uh, milk prices are on their way down at the minute, but it is it has outperformed consistently the other sectors in recent years. Farmers, it's, it's not a short-term decision, really, that you take on cow numbers. You go yes. up gradually um, and, and you, you cut down gradually. Um, so, no, but they would obviously have to pay then more out of their own pocket for whatever equipment they're getting. So, it would be factored in. If someone has, let's say, a 12-unit parlor and they're thinking of adding on, would they add on four units or eight units? The total cost will be one of the factors in that decision. If they are getting grant aid, that would be obviously help. So that's where it will come into, oh, into play. Interesting. Uh, BSE raising its ugly head in Brazil. But it, it might be an ill wind that might blow good for Ireland. That's right. And we actually have had that case confirmed just this morning from Brazil. So that is a confirmed case of BSE in Brazil. It's in one of the northern states, Para. Um what will happen now is that Brazil will be locked out of China. 
And that is a big move on the world beef market because Brazil is responsible for about 25% of the world's beef exports and China is responsible for 25% of the world's beef imports. So what will happen is the Brazilian beef will now be uh, locked out of China, which has the strictest rules mm. on, um, her, uh, I suppose, national herds that have had incidents of BSE. We've only just gotten back into it ourselves here in yes, Ireland. sure. Yeah. So it will have two things. Number one, it will increase the number, the amount of Brazilian beef that's looking for a home on the world market, which is not a good thing for Irish farmers. But since Ireland has been approved for beef exports into China, it means that Irish farmers will be able to supply what will be an increased demand from China for beef now because they will be looking for anything but Brazilian beef. Right. It does show how volatile uh, a, a national herd can be, though, doesn't it? I mean, th- we're just talking about one suspected case here, are we? One suspected case, yeah. And mm. uh, as you know, Ireland was locked out for, I think it was 18, 22 yeah. months. Um, and it can have a huge, for an exporting nation like Ireland, um, it can have a huge influence on what markets you can go to, you know, what your resulting price will be. So um, not good news for the Brazilians, mm. Um some bit of good news for the Irish. Uh, beef trade is good at the minute, so yeah. this will probably put an extra little bit of glass on it. Good stuff. Heritage grants as well uh, for old farm buildings, Katrina. What's the latest on that? Yeah, this is a great scheme and there's always huge, huge interest when we yeah. write it. So it's um, the traditional farm, farm buildings grant. It's not open yet. Um, There was some conflicting information yesterday. It's not open yet. It's expected to open very shortly. Um, But it's there for, so let's say, you know, your own old stone-built sheds Mm. in an old yard. Mm. Um, It's being expanded, so it will now be available for uh, other things related to farm structures, like if there's a cobbled yard, walls, gate pillars, gates. Um, it's it's there to conserve, I suppose, our national heritage. Yeah. And this is where it comes in under the Heritage Council's strategic plan. Um, you know, we do want to preserve our heritage. And, and this is a way of doing it because, again, it just helps someone. It's not an easy thing, I suppose, to, to be able to repair. It, it requires craftsmen and women um, to repair these buildings and keep them right. So now there will be a grant aid. The total grant, it goes anything from about... Four thousand euro, right up as far as thirty thousand euro. So, and it will mm. cover depending on the item, I suppose, and, and and it's a very competitive process to get these grants. But it could cost. Sorry, it could pay for up to seventy five percent of the cost of the work. Right, which is a huge boon for Even someone. No, as I know myself, that that work can be very expensive, Katrina. You, you absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these are when you're getting someone in to do this work. They are craftspeople. Yeah. Um, and they, it, it takes time, it takes knowledge, it takes training, you know, uh, so definitely not not a, a cheap job at all. That's why the grant is all the more welcome. Uh, for sure. Uh, I was reading in the journal today as well, the egg farmers um, could be in trouble. Yeah, well, we actually spoke to a farmer who has gone out of business um, in this week's paper because uh, they say that the packers are not passing back price increases that they were promised. Um, it was an average, on average, farmers have only got, they say, about 0.7 of a cent per egg, whereas they were promised two cents per egg. Per egg. Mm. So um, margins are tight in that business. And this is, it has actually put some people out of business. We spoke to a farmer in Monaghan this week's paper himself and his wife have just cleared out the hen house. Um, they said they, they can't continue to make a loss if they don't get the um, the money that's due to them. And the IFA poultry chair is saying that 
you know, some discount retailers have responded to um, protests, which mm. farmers did, uh, by giving a higher price for eggs, but some of it is not being passed back, and some retailers haven't done that. And just finally, Katrina, if I could, following on from our conversation last week, a bit of a standoff where uh, whether or not to purchase a fertiliser. What, what's the story there? Yeah, so we've lost on fertiliser in this week's paper. In fact, we have, I think it's a six or seven page special mm-hmm. on fertilisers. This is prime fertiliser buying time of the year, Fran. This is spring, you know, you get your fertiliser out, boost that spring growth. Um, but the price is astronomically high and fer- fertiliser is one of farmers' big inputs, whether you're a grassland farmer or a tillage farmer. So farmers feel that there's a price drop coming. Mm. They're really dragging their feet on buying what they need um, and they're buying kind of what I would call almost hand-to-mouth. You know, they'll buy just enough, but they are holding out for what they hope will be a significant drop in price. Right. Manufacturers and importers are saying... There isn't a huge drop in price coming because we had to buy all this stock in mm. at expensive rates. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of a, a war going on there over fertiliser at the minute. All right, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Katrina, always a pleasure. Thank you for your time and good morning Thanks, to you, friend. Katrina. Bye bye to you. That is Tipperary Woman Katrina Morrissey, there, news editor for the Farmers Journal. And of course, the journal is on your shelves right now around the county. 1800 News and information is coming up. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.